Hi, everyone. I want to start today by thanking you all for coming along with me on this journey. I didn't know what to expect when I started this podcast. I was certain it would be useful, interesting, and inspiring. And I do have some experience with all of this after all. Membership in my company's flagship offering, the Top Practices Marketing Mastermind Group, is in essence a private podcast I've been curating and facilitating since January of 2007. And it's very fun work. I love the work. So I knew I could do this. What I had hoped for was that something greater would happen in this podcast than a look at how a few handpicked friends and colleagues would see prosperity. And I put that in the title, Something Greater. And that is exactly what happened. This is Prosperity and Something Greater. I began this podcast on February 28th, 2020, just as the pandemic was revealing its depth and breadth to us. But I moved forward and so did my guests in spite of all that was happening at that time. Now, nearing the end of 2021, it's almost impossible to believe that the pandemic is still affecting our lives in such a significant and unexpected way. Most of us, if we could wave a wand, we would and not have lived through times like these. But we don't get to make those choices. And there have been so many unexpected blessings during this time, and they can't be forgotten. For some of us, our lives have dramatically changed. We've all grown. Some of us, many of us, have found even deeper prosperity. And how I personally view prosperity is certainly different since when I began this podcast. I found it interesting to re-listen to episode one just recently, where I was introducing the format and the intention and trying to take a stab at some kind of definition. I thought, almost two years later, that I would hear a much less nuanced view of prosperity because of all I'd learned interviewing these wonderful guests. But that didn't happen. I heard someone, that would be me, lay out a formula for success, happiness, and prosperity that was, I'd have to say, deeply considered. Truth be told, this is possibly my biggest passion, being intentional about being happy, contented, and truly living. So it's important to me and because it can be very, very hard to focus, very hard to keep our focus on all of this instead of the blessings that abound in all of our lives. I mean, life can be routine and mundane. You know, the French have a saying, la semaine est longue, mais la vie est court, which means the week is long, but life is short. And I've learned an almost endless list of treasures for how my guests think about, care for, and create more prosperity, which in episode one, I pointed out one of the definitions I found was thriving and flourishing, which I really liked to still love it. But after this two-year journey, I am still solidly and happily following that original formula I laid out in episode one. I'm just better at it now with all this newly gained wisdom. Thriving and flourishing for my guest comes down to being happy. It's that simple. And it's that complicated. You know, Bronnie Ware, in her book, a great book, The Five Regrets of the Dying, she works with people in their end stages of life, or did, for many years. And when people are in the process of passing over and leaving this life, she said typically she found there were five 
primary regrets, if they had regrets, this is what they were. Number one was, I wish I'd let myself be happier. I wish I'd let myself be happier. Turns out happiness is a choice. We don't get happy because things line up in such a way that we are then able to be happy because our external circumstances have happified us. It doesn't work like that. We choose happiness first. We choose a feeling of abundance and blessings first. And from that comes more and more abundance and more happiness. The second one was, I wish I'd stayed in touch with my friends. Boy, I'll tell you, when I read that the first time, I thought, man, I've got to work on that. You know, one of the things I did was I got together with my old friends and we got the rock band back together and played at our, I don't know, 700th high school reunion and had a blast. Just a wonderful time. I wish I'd stayed in touch with my friends. I wish I'd had the courage to express my feelings as number three. Number four was, I wish I hadn't worked so hard. No one ever says, I wish I'd spent more time in the office, right? I wish I hadn't worked so hard. I always talk to my doctors about their goals. And we always talk about their personal goals, their business goals, their financial goals, their health goals, and their fun goals. And, you know, everybody wants to talk about the business goals because the financial goals are really your personal finances. Everybody wants the business and the fun goals. They think, yeah, you know, I don't have time to work on those right now, but I'm here to tell you. At the end, the only thing, the only thing any of us remember are what we did with those we love and the fun that we had, all the rest of it. Listen to Daryl Brown when he talks about the mentor that he had that said, you know, I never remembered the problem. I didn't remember the solution. I remembered how the foundational principles. That was episode 34. We just had that one. And it's so, so true. I wish I hadn't worked so hard. And I wish I'd had the courage to live a life true to myself not the life others expected of me. And, you know, I think no matter where we are on this journey, whether you're 20 years old, 15 years old, or 82 years old or more, there's never, never too late. It's never too late to look and make that change. I wish I'd had the courage to live a life true to myself, not the life others expected of me. Then in episode 15, I took stock of the first season, and I suggest that this is also worth a pretty good re-listen. Some of those episodes are actually, I think, profound in that first season. They're all great, but there were a couple, at least I found them so. Especially for me was episode 11 with my good friend, Dr. John Gould. I personally re-listen to that one somewhat frequently because for me, it's an aspirational episode for me. It's something I want to become. I would like to find that something greater is actually something transcendent. And it is a work in progress for me, to say the least, but it's really it's really where my sights are set. So we'll see how that goes, but that's what I'm truly passionate about. This podcast has been almost exclusively interviews with people I personally know, almost. And it skews a bit older, not always. But, you know, let's face it, I'm getting older. I'm 61. So that's who I know and have known for what is now getting to be a long time. And I think we could all take a lesson from Dan Butner in episode eight and remember that there is wisdom that comes with age. 
and I see it. I also see the insight and the understanding of the current culture and younger people too. I mean, if it weren't for my kids, I wouldn't know what was going on. They really, really have been great fellow travelers with a different perspective that I highly value. If I'm not occasionally annoyed by a little bit, but boy, I do appreciate it. Put them all together and I believe we've got something here. And that's really one of the lessons that Dan took from the Blue Zones, which is the generation's good, really good for each other. This podcast also has a lot of podiatrists. And by the way, they're wonderful people. And if you ever have any trouble with your lower extremities, that's your feet and your ankles, for goodness sakes, go see a podiatrist. I mean, they're specialists. And your feet and your ankles are a really complex part of your body that you use so much. They take a beating. They're usually ignored. You know, and we wear shoes that mostly make things a lot worse. I mean, seriously, about two years ago, Dr. Jenny Sanders, who I work with and talk practices, showed me I'd been wearing the wrong size shoes for over 40 years. I was convinced I was a size 12 quadruple E. And it turns out I'm actually a 14 or a 13, depending on the shoe size. And I'm a regular D. That blew my mind. There's some guy in Las Vegas that's gone to the Goodwill store and found the mother load of size 12 quad E shoes and sneakers because I'm now wearing the right size shoes for the first time in over 40 years. I've also interviewed a lot of teachers because I worked for so many years with those teachers before I worked with doctors. So here's an insight. I know all of these people well, some very well. And yet every single one of them surprised me in some small or large way, with the depth of their thinking and insight on this universal topic of prosperity, which is really cool. Prosperity is a cool word because it is really kind of tough to pin down. And nobody saw it the same. And I think almost everybody saw it pretty similarly too. I've had a few epiphanies and I want to share just a few with you and then talk a little bit about the future of this podcast. You know, first, Everyone said prosperity for them was not about money, but in all cases, they had worked out money for them mostly. And they recognized that, you know, Zig Ziglar, the great Zig Ziglar had it right when he said, money isn't the most important thing in life, but it's reasonably close to oxygen on the gotta have it scale. Only one of them, Dr. David Wyman in episode 29, directly addressed money and talked about it. And, you know, he shared with this Rabbi Daniel Lappin's book, Thou Shall Prosper, The Millionaire Next Door, and, of course, one of my favorites, Think and Grow Rich. I know money doesn't make you happy, but being happy can make you a lot of money. I wish I'd let myself be happier. Happiness is a choice, isn't it? This quote of mine, money doesn't make you happy, but being happy can make you a lot of money, is true. And I think it really sums up what all my guests have been saying about their relationship to money and by extension, prosperity. Well, then they all went somewhere else. And my not very thorough or accurate research of these past 35 episodes show the following. They mentioned resiliency at least twice, tenacity twice, discipline four times, following your dreams five times, finding meaning twice affecting others and teaching others 13 times, the most of all. Gratitude four, living your purpose six, balance two, freedom two, stillness two. And if you go back and do a better accounting of that, let me know. But that's sort of what I gathered from. Cursory look over the episodes. They talked frequently about saying yes and then asking, what was the question? 
they found profound gifts in action and in quiet meditation. And they are, for the most part, happy and prosperous. They're flourishing and they're thriving. Prosperity is flourishing and thriving. I like that. Are you flourishing? Are you thriving? The journey of a thousand miles begins with the first step. Lao Tzu said that a very, very long time ago. And in episode one, I offered the following formula, which I have realized in the last year, I think, I don't know if it's totally, completely baked yet, but it's become my philosophy. Number one, the most important thing that I can do today is have a good day. Nothing else is more important. I consider this to be my mission statement, my job, my sacred duty to have a good day no matter what. It's the prime goal. All other goals, every other thing that can go wrong is second to having that great day today. Now to accomplish this goal, I wake up every morning with a small smile. Every single morning I smile. I do that to remind myself how lucky and blessed I am. Oh my goodness, the blessings. There's so many blessings that my shoulders carry now, I can't pack another one on. I speak to and I work with my subconscious mind every day and every night all throughout my very, very good day. I learned that from the great Napoleon Hill, and I have found that to be the single most focusing, meditative, constructive, useful, helpful, personal act that I have ever tried or learned. And I catch myself if I seem to begin getting off track. I am grateful for the blessings. Like I said, I can't handle any more. And if we don't start here, we can't flourish or thrive because we are waiting for circumstances to change or to align or to shift so that we can then be happy and have a good day. That good day then becomes very elusive because the good day always starts and ends inside and not outside. And that's not a cliche. Another important thing I can do today is make more money than I spend. Money can't make you happy. Being happy can, I believe, make you a lot of money. And does money make you happy? It depends. If you don't have safety, security, you know, food or a place to live and you get enough money to be safe, and to have food, and to have a home that you can live in, you're way happier. After that, all the way up to the richest people that we've heard of and know, there's no connection between the amount of money you have and your happiness. That's what they say. Prosperity and flourishing includes wealth. Financial and material wealth aren't bad. This earth and our lives are abundant, fabulously abundant. It's only our thinking that produces such scarcity and inequity. It's how we think. You know, there's this story I've heard about this group of people that are sitting at a table and in front of them is the bounty of the land, just an absolutely incredible feast. But the problem with all these folks as they sit at this table is that their elbows are locked in a locked position. And so there's all this wonderful food, but they can't bring it to themselves. They can't eat it because they can't bring it up to their mouths. And that's hell. That same table, that same group of people with the same problem with their elbows figures out that if they feed each other, they can have everything on that table, but they do it by feeding each other. And that's heaven. 
It's only our thinking that produces such scarcity and inequity. We make it happen. This planet could do it if we treated it well and we took care of each other. It's okay to succeed in business. By serving others, we create prosperity and flourish and thrive. I mean, another important thing to share is, I believe, that prosperity is created through service to others. Serving others is an end in and of itself. In fact, striving to deeply serve others one by one, or if appropriate for you, one to many, is the only way I've found to enjoy the passing of the days. You know, much of our work is repetitive, same day, different people, and it can become tedious. We all struggle with this. Only by placing service to others in the present moment as a priority can we continue to find that joy and that freshness that service can bring. Prosperity is certainly deeply integrated with your work. Gary Keller says in his excellent book, The One Thing, which discusses extreme focus and finding your one thing for all of us. By the way, I believe your work is your one thing. It's not what we value the most generally, those things that are usually much more dear to us, those that we love and we value the very most. But your work, in my case, my business, Top Practices, becomes the vehicle through which all things become possible. Money is freedom, freedom to live life on your terms and no one else's. That's my definition of success. That's success, and that feeds into and supports prosperity or something even greater. Which leads me to my last point in my philosophy, the present moment. The past is gone. The future never comes. Worrying about it is a state of dis-ease. There's only the present moment. And really, what is lacking in this present moment for almost all of us? There will always be other people that have more than you, more money, square footage, more family, more love, on and on and on. What is truly lacking for you right now here in the present moment? What are you really lacking? When we think about that, it's very, very little to nothing in this moment right now. And it's always been that way. And it will always be that way. Great book you should read, The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. It is wonderful. So prosperity for me is living for today, serving others, and creating wealth of all kinds for myself and anyone that I can influence. Flourishing, thriving, something greater. Well, this is the last episode for now of this podcast. I've got my book to write and possibly a new podcast or I don't know, maybe even more, maybe something even greater. You can always let me know what you think. You can send me an email at rem at toppractices.com. Thank you for taking this journey with me and all my wonderful guests. And until next time, Smile when you wake up and then have a really great day. Your best day ever. Nothing is more important.